Hello and welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined in the studio, as always, by Steve Turner and Don Brock to talk all things NRL Fantasy. We've got injury carnage. We've got a couple of potential new cash cows looming up on the horizon. Um, boys, did you dodge the, the dramas last weekend or did you walk straight, straight into it? Well, I walked straight into a bit of drama, CK. I think I was... Um Caught by the Scott Sorensen carrot that was dangled mm-hmm. in front of a lot of fantasy coaches. <laughs> so I scored 779 last week. I had Josh McGuire in my side, unfortunately injured. Um, but I sold Slade Griffin, who scored 60 last week, and I sold Slade for Scott Sorensen. So, yeah, a bit of a doozy there, but all in all, not a bad round. There's still time for Sorensen to come good, maybe. We'll see how it goes. He got him to the bench this week. Um, yeah, I did pretty well. Uh, copped Richie Kenner's. Injury, another uh, yep, low score, but otherwise dodged most of the carnage, I think. So, fingers crossed. So, you both sold Slade Griffin. I bought Josh Dugan when, between yeah, the three of us. Done very well. On fire. A few duds. A <laughs> few duds. Take our advice. Uh, <laughs> now, to dish out some advice about fantasy, we'll start with the, uh, the Broncos up against the Dogs. And big news out of Brisbane is that Andrew McCulloch apparently has got through training and he's going to play. So... If you've sold him, you're probably not too happy. Yeah, he's back a month early from what we thought was a six-week injury, uh, back in two weeks. So, yeah, I mean, good news for the Broncos. Um, If you're looking for another hooker that's not Cameron Smith or Damian Cook, I guess he's an option. But, um, yeah, it's more a flow-on effect for the rest of that forward pack. Uh, this week, the thing is, as you mentioned, Zap, um, Josh McGuire's out, so that means big minutes again for Tabita Pangai Jr., Jaden Sewer. Um, Payne House will still be on the bench again this week. He's another cheapie. Uh, yeah, what else happening in Brisbane? Well, Corey Oates has been outstanding on the wing for, the, for the Broncos. He's been outstanding. We're averaging 56 from his past three games. Um, you know, scored an incredible try last week against uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. But um, yeah, Andrew McCulloch, you know, one of the form hookers before the injury. And yeah, big surprise for him to come back after a couple of weeks. But um, yeah, Tavita Pango Jr., I've brought him into my side this week. Mm-hmm. I. Um, Obviously, with uh, Josh McGuire going down, so I've got rid of Josh McGuire and I've brought another Bronco in, Tavita Pangai Jr., playing against a big forward pack in the Bulldogs. Um, as you said, Dom, I think his minutes will go up with McGuire and Gillett on the sideline, so a bit more responsibility on Pangai Jr., so hopefully he can score good for me. A few people uh, contemplating Payne Haas as a bit of a cash-down option. What do we think about that? He looked, uh, He's quite good carrying the ball in, in limited minutes last week. I think he ended up with 22 points, which was... 70-odd metres, one tackle break, maybe nine or so tackles. Is that is he going to get enough minutes to be worthwhile? Yeah, he's got huge potential as a player, obviously. You know, he's really young. What is he, 18 or something? And he's mm. he's a monster already. Um, but, yeah, fantasy-wise, I'm not sure yet. He, yeah, he didn't have a huge score. Scoring the 20s off the bench is fine, but you kind of want, what, 25 and up uh, on average to be a decent yeah. cash cow. So you'd want to... To see more out of him if you pick him up, but you know if you're desperate for a cash out, he's not the worst option. He'll be around for a little bit, at least until Maguire gets back in mm. whatever that is, five or six weeks. Zap Wayne has a history of sort of easing yeah. forwards in and not giving them huge minutes. Can you see him sort of upping his his work rate in the? Show? I don't. I don't think so at the moment, CK. I think it's more the fact, as you say, it's just because he is so young and adjusting to the rigours of NRL football and last week he, you know, I thought he handled himself well he played what about 25 minutes and yep. I, th- I think you'll probably get the same again this mm. week um, if all goes well and that's the way Wayne uses his rotation so 
Yeah, look, I wouldn't be resting your laurels on um, bringing in Payne has to make you some enormous money because I, d- I just don't think he'll play um, the amount of minutes that yeah. um, if you're looking to bring him in as a, as a cheapie um, to make you some good cash. We'll have a look at the uh, the Bulldogs. They've named a, a close to unchanged team with uh, Clay Priest bumping out Greg Eastwood, but all the mail is that uh, Michael Leisha won't play. There's going to be a reshuffle with uh, Marshall King moving to hooker and Matt Frawley into the halves. Um, fantasy implications from all this? Yeah, well, you know, if you've got Leisha, obviously it's bad news. Um, potentially good news for Marshall King uh, at hooker. Obviously, hooker's very busy position. Uh, in fantasy, he should get more tackles. Um, he's been scoring reasonably well anyway, off and on. Got a 50 a couple of weeks ago. His defence is pretty good, so hopefully if you have Marshall King, you get at least 40 points out of him, I guess. He won't play the whole 80 minutes, you'd think, but mm. even with 60 minutes and a lot of work. Um, he should score well and keep making money. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I think it's pretty standard for the Bulldogs week to week. Yeah, obviously Raymond Vitale and Marino and Moses Embo have been good for the Dogs yeah. this year. But yep. um, yeah, for me, Jerry Marshall King trained all summer at, at, in the number nine position, so yeah, he's okay. predominantly a number nine, more so than a half. Um, the interesting one for the Dogs this year has been the fact, in particular over the last couple of weeks, they've carried Kerrit Holland on the bench and he's mm. come on to play you know, 15 to 20 minutes in that number number nine role. And obviously um, this week it seems like they've taken a cast of a thousand to Brisbane and Reese Martin is in that um, extended squad as well, CK, and um, obviously played for Papua New Guinea at the recent World Cup. Um, he can play in the back row, but he can also play in the middle and he's someone that could play filling at number nine. So the interesting part for the me for Canterbury will be if Felicia does... Um, is demoted out of the side, how their bench will be made up is if Dean Powell will go four forwards or will he continue to run with someone like Kerrit Holland on the bench. But if Felicia is gone, I would imagine um, Jeremy Marshall King will move to the number nine. And, and if he does get dropped, how long do we think that's going to be for? Are they going to leave mm. Felicia yeah. in their squad the whole season? You wouldn't think so. Um, yeah, so it's you know short-term thing. I think it's good for Marshall King, but who knows what they look like in mm. a few weeks. So probably short-term a boost for Marshall King owners, but not enough for him to be a buy. For no, him. He hasn't not at all. On him yet. Uh, second game, the Knights up against the Rabbitohs, 6pm there up in the Hunter. Um, Newcastle, I think probably the interesting talking point here is uh, is Jack Cogger, who got the, um, the probably the boost we were all expecting, about 15 points on the back of um, picking up a lot of Mitchell Pearce's kick metres. Um, I had a look at his stats, and basically nothing in there attack-wise, no assists, no tackle busts, no you know line breaks, no anything like that, and he's still got scored in the 30s, and he's nice and cheap, so potentially a bit of a cash-out option there. Yeah, definitely. I think he's there's not a lot of great cash cow options this week, but he's probably close to the top of the list. Um, he looks like he's going to be pretty safe if the Knights keep you know winning one out of two games or something. They'll probably keep, keep, keep him at half-back. I mean, the Brock Lamb factor is the big risk if he comes in at some stage. Uh, but in the meantime, if he keeps scoring mid-30s, he'll, he'll make a lot of money. Well, that was where I think we touched on it a few weeks ago when Mitchell was out. Who was going to pick up the kick metres from from Mitchell Pearce? And you know, someone had to do it, obviously Jack Cogger, but Caelan Ponger has been the talk of Newcastle. And yeah. I finally put him in my side only two or three weeks ago, I, th- I think I did. So what he's owned by, what, 57% of teams. Um, he's been a gem this year, and um, he really showed his qualities last week without Mitchell Pearce, um, his ability to play mm. play with the ball and, you know, I suppose, get the Knights out of trouble last week. Against Win him the game, yeah. Yeah, he's a real must-have at the moment. Uh, Rabbitohs, uh, not too many changes. Campbell Graham comes in for the injured Richie Kenner, who it now sounds like isn't going to be out for long, but I think he's still basically a sell. He's 
pretty much made all his cash unless he comes back and starts scoring a bunch of tries. Yep. Um, we got Cameron Murray back from injury last week, but it was nothing spectacular. He's, I think it was his shortest uh, spell in terms of minutes for any game that he started this year. Yep. Um, so that was a little bit disappointing, but hopefully he builds on that now that he's got through his injury comeback. Yeah, his other four starts this year, he's scored more than 50, more than 50 each time. So, yeah, I think you can be patient with him um, in his first game back from injury. I guess the one concern there is whether he and Sam Burgess are kind of sharing the points a bit. So Sam Burgess yeah. had a big game last week. He's obviously uh, out. Um, uh, yeah, so whether they can both score big in the same team. We haven't mm. really seen yet, but it um, just gets back next week, I think. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, Murray in the last month of last season was great, and earlier this season before he got injured was great. So, I expect him to be a keeper still, yeah, long term. Damien Cook, fifty-three. You'd be yeah. still happy with that, wouldn't you? Though, even though it's probably what been his worst score in a month. <laughs> How good's he going when he gets fifty-three, and we're all disappointed? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is he still your captain this week, you guys? Yeah, I don't see him reason to. No, it's hard him. not. To, yeah. It's hard not to go. It's hard not to have him as your captain. I do wish I'd put it on Jai Arrow last week, but I think Damian Cook's pretty safe moving forward. Um, have a look at the Panthers up against the Cowboys. Uh, big news out of Penrith. Dylan Edwards uh, upgraded uh, injury layoff from six weeks now. Gone for the season. Needs a, a shoulder reco, which is shattering news for Penrith. They've already lost you know, Josh Mansell for an extended period. Wonga Blake's still out. You know, their outside backs are in disarray. Um, it does move down Wateni Zalesniak to the fullback role. So is he a, a potential little cut price keeper or a bit of a mid-range cow? Or Yeah, I think he might be halfway between everything. So he's mm. he's cheap for a starting fullback. I don't know if he's cheap enough to make heaps of money. We don't know how he's going to perform there, really. Um, and yeah, he's probably not going to be one of the elite few with Ponga and Tedesco and these types. But yeah, he's probably going to be good value. I just don't know how much. No, don't. I'm the same. I think what I like about Dallin is he gives you good you know, runs, run meters. Yeah. It's his attacking stats from you know, try assists, his ability. You know, I, I don't think he's got a kicking game or I haven't seen a kicking game from Dallin yet. So, yeah, um, so it's his running play. meters and his runs that are going to get you going, going to get you points. So... It's almost a wait and see with him and see how he performs over the yeah. next couple of weeks. But CK gives someone like Tyron Phillips an opportunity to come in onto the yeah. wing who scored a three tries last week in their reserve grade win. So um, he had a pec injury at the start of the year, Tyron Phillips. He joined the club from Canterbury. Um, but yeah, he gets his opportunity now. And as you said, with Mansour on the sideline for a period of time and Wunga Blake, you'd expect um, Tyron Phillips to be there now for at least... And he's very months. cheap if you want yes. to cash them out. Again, you know, it's hard to bank on a winger scoring many points mm. but he's so cheap that if he has if he gets a few tries he'll make a lot of money well yeah unless he puts an absolute monster in this week then he won't be too much more expensive yeah, next true. week so we can probably have a bit of a look at him um before we all jump on board um elsewhere i guess all those other guys fisher harris and kikau are still a bit of a you know a slow burn still chugging along yeah now um, so jumping ahead to the Cowboys, no changes listed, although potentially they could have a bit of a reshuffle on the cards in the late mail. We'll see how that goes. Um, Tamalola is probably their most relevant fantasy player at the moment. He's sort of hit a little bit of form. Yeah, stringing together a few 60s back-to-back. Uh, -back. Um, so yeah, he's, he's still up there in the top bracket of second rowers, even though he won't um, you know, reach last year's height, as we've said uh, most weeks. But, you know... He's still, I guess, in that buy bracket. Do we think he's going to keep hitting 60-plus every week? 
Yeah, I don't know about urgent buy, but he's obviously a, a keeper of the past and, and putting up some decent numbers again this year. Now that he's had that price correction, I guess you can buy him any time. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I think he'll just. I think he'll keep scoring like that, and uh, they're, they're trying to just claw and fight their way out of a bit of a hole at the moment. The Cowboys and you know, players like Jason are the ones that can only get them out of the hole, and he's scoring well on, in fantasy. And, you know, his form's not that bad. It's just they're not yeah. getting wins. Are it's they? Fu- it's funny. We said this year at the start of this year that. Um, they won't rely on him to do everything because they've got all their stars back this year. But they're in a they're stuck in a rut again this year anyway. Like they probably didn't rely they need on him as to much, everything yeah, yeah, as much this year as they did last year. Scott's sort of getting getting on a little bit. Um, jumping ahead to the Raiders against the Gold Coast Titans, um, Canberra Silver Havili is quickly turning into my biggest regret of the year, missing <laughs> out on him. Um, Seventy plus, he, he didn't look like doing that when he was only getting sort of thirty minutes mm. per week at the start of the season, but now that he's found some minutes, he's turning into a, a really good cow. He's been good for me. I had him last week. Um, I think my, my bench was great last week. I had Silver Havili, Mitch Rain on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I might add Jairo's ball on the bench. So, yeah, but he's been good. Your starting side, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, but 58 minutes for Saliba Havili, and yeah, he's been ex- he's been outstanding. Obviously, with um, Josh Hodgson's sideline, and um, yeah, he's getting through a mountain of work. Um, I like his ability to back himself. Yeah, he gets close. He to likes the dart. He likes the dart from um, close range and and get a meat pie. But um, you know, I don't know where the update on Josh Hodgson is, but I wouldn't imagine he's too far away. It would be interesting to see. If Ricky continues to, um, you know, with the first few weeks when Hodgson does come back, if he persists with Saliva Havili to bring Hodgson off the bench or just wax Hodgson yeah, straight yeah. back into the side. But he certainly made you plenty of good cash this year. Havili. It's funny because he seemed like, as you said, CK, um, Stewart seemed reluctant to give Havili big minutes in the first month yeah. or so of the season. And now he's just been gradually getting more and more and played 50-odd minutes, maybe 60 minutes on the weekend. Uh, and was great, you know, their best player, and a big win against uh, the Cowboys. So, yeah, his minutes look pretty safe in the short term, and, and yeah, he could stick around for a little bit when Hodgson comes back. Yeah, way too late to buy him, obviously. But if yeah, it's, it's really better. just a, a bonus for those who have him already. Yeah. Uh, the Titans were probably entitled to win that game last week. Uh, no major changes for them. This week, I think Simpkins in for Boyle on the bench. Fantasy-wise, obviously we've talked about uh, Jairo doing fantastic things. Otherwise, nothing too exciting there. Bryce Cartwright was pretty underwhelming in an 80-minute game at 5.8. I thought Mitch Rain's 70 was pretty oh, exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I bought Mitch Rain. I should be excited. Should be excited. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, we talked about two weeks ago whether there'd be enough time for him to make money. He's made a lot already, two big scores. Yeah. Last week was still a good time to buy him, it turns mm. out. Uh, I don't know, this week, is it still a good time? I mean, I mean he's still got a negative break even if he's going to keep getting 70s. Yeah. But then if Pete's back in a week or two, then... And we haven't really heard more on that as far yeah. as no. on, on Pete. So the risk is still there. Um, but yeah, for those who haven't already, yeah. Rain's been fantastic. I think you had to buy him the first week that Pete's got injured or at worst last week. I yeah. think now it's definitely too late. Um, not much else doing at the Titans. We move on to the Warriors up against West Tigers. Warriors get a whole bunch of injured troops back. Um, Sean Johnson, Torhu Harrison, Solomon Carter. The first two in particular are fantasy relevant and in plenty of teams. Um, Isaac Luke's been named, even though we thought he was going to be. It's even sort of more dramatic than Andrew McCulloch's injury <laughs> turnaround. <laughs> yeah, um, instant recovery from injury. Yeah, Carl Lawton in for a club debut on the bench with Jazz Tavanga, who we talked about as a bit of a slow burn cow a couple of weeks ago. He's out with a shoulder injury. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Luke misses out yeah. um, in the final teams in this one. But yeah, Johnson and Harris and Carter should all be back. Um, Johnson and Harris. They need some look. troops after last yeah, week. Definitely, definitely. Oh, big time. Um, yeah, their form came to a dramatic halt in yeah. Melbourne. But um, yeah, Johnson and Harris would help a lot on that front, you'd expect. RTS with 50 last week. That's a good good score. Good score, yeah. considering yeah. they're down, what, 38 nil yeah. at half time. Yeah, and he had a few he saw the, scores before that as well. He saw the wheels of Josh Adokar in full flight. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah, didn't get any points out of that one. No. Um, He's been a bit erratic, but you know, the potential's there for Peter Hicku, is it time to get rid of him? I think it's time to sell Peter Hicku, yeah. He's made his money, he's done his job. There's not a whole lot of centres that are worth buying, but um, if you can afford to upgrade him to whoever you don't have out of Wattrell, um, Sun Masters... Aitken. Maybe Aitken, who's gone off the boil a little bit. Yeah. Is that it? I mean, there's not a lot. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit more. Yeah, I mean, the other guy we'll talk about a bit later is, I think George Jennings a bit late to buy, even though he finally had a good score. Um, the other p- potential buyers aren't really available in the centre spot. Unfortunately, maybe Ramian at the Sharks. Anyway, we'll maybe that. is he safe? They keep having team changes. If they get we'll players see. back, is Phillips listed as a winger, fullback slash centre, or just winger? Fullback? I think he's just winger. I think he's just winger too. Don't have it in front of me, but um, yeah. Anyway, dramas. Dramas. <laughs> <laughs> um, West Tigers. Speaking of SR Masters, who got fifty-seven last week without a try. Um, Mahe Fanua holds on to his mm. spot on the wing after a strong performance. Uh, could be a potential little sneaky mid-season cash cow there. He's low-priced and got, what, 36 or so with a, what, four offloads and three tackle busts and a try assist. He was they awesome. love the offloads, don't they, the uh, yeah. wide guys for the Tigers? Yeah, 36, break-even of uh, one, I think, about 250k. So, yeah, he's the other good cash cow option this week with Jack Cogger, um, you know, a bit of a... Yeah, risk maybe job security wise, but but you know this week he'll make money. Well, he's got there on form, right? Mm. So he's been picked ahead of Malachi Watanis Lesniak, who's been dropped back to reserve grade. Tuilola here is not injured; he's also being sort of picked in yeah. reserve grade. So at the moment, Ivan's saying this is the best team I think that I've got, and and Mahe's in it. And he played; I know they lost, but he played yeah. pretty well against the Eels. He was pretty busy, so. Um, you have to think job security. Like obviously, there's players who can come in, but it's it's not too bad. Mm. No, I think he. I think there's. It's been one of those questions with the Tigers. There's been a couple of weeks where um, Tui's been there, and um, Nofaluma's been in and out. Tui's been in and out. Corey Thompson's been on the wing, on the foot, in in at fullback. But and yeah, no, I would imagine none of them have been bad either. No, like, exactly. Well, didn't play badly when he played. Like they've just yeah. got a lot of depth at scenes in the in the outside. In the backs. outside backs, and I think my. If he has another good game this week, I don't see why. Mm. It'd just be for momentum, just chopping and changing mm. outside backs and positions not good. But, um, yeah, I think he's been good. Isar Masters has been a real find for me this year. I yeah. think he's been mm. one of the most... At least one of the most underrated players in the competition. Yeah. I think. Defensively, he's sort of great. grew up playing back row. Cape Street, the yeah. he's playing back row. as like a little bit of centre, but more in the forwards. Um, he's really found a home there in that... That right centre role, and he's he's been an absolute handful for oppositions. What about Matt Eisenhuth? What did he get in the weekend? Sixty-eight. Yeah, went through that yawning gap <laughs> of the Luke Brooks <laughs> no look pass. Goal line defence a little bit of an issue there for, for Parramatta. Yeah, he's got a huge motor, Eisenhuth. I think it's just more he's been swapped between lock and prop in the bench, and it's like mm. if he was going to start and get sixty or eighty minutes every week, then I think he'd be a potential 
keeper, but it's just the the reshuffles. You know, Elijah Taylor's been in and out, and you know Russell Packer's been injured recently, yep. and they've had a few forward reshuffles, and he's kind of the guy that ends up being swapped around based on it. Um, hasn't had a lot of consistency. Yeah, they're all interesting options. I think Masters is probably the best buy of those ones, just because, as we said, there's not a lot of great options at centre, and he's uh, coming off a good score, and his scores have been improving, I think. He's a goal kicker. He kicks goals at the moment with Lola here out, and uh, yeah, he hasn't scored any tries yet, so you assume at some point every centre in the comp's going to score a try if they play 26 rounds, so... You'd think so. If you get, if you get amongst, <laughs> if you get amongst <laughs> the points... Depends what club up. you're at. Well, that's <laughs> true. That's true. But, Some um, more than others, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't mind him as a buy this week, Masters. Uh, before we move on, a quick reminder that NRL Fantasy is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over $1 million with Yui Rewards on offers like $30 off $200 NRL shop gift cards. Visit yui.com.au slash rewards for more details. Now, Southern Cross Group Stadium on Saturday night. The Sharks up against the resurgent Eels. Um, Cronulla managed to grind out a win against the Titans last week in the wet. Um, Josh Dugan, who I sensibly purchased last week, is now <laughs> out for four. It looked like a good buy last week. Well, he got back-to-back fifties, back and there were yeah. no centers scoring well. And I thought, what a good time to buy Josh Dugan. He's yeah. in form, and he's a bit underpriced. And then, obviously, there's never a good time to buy Josh Dugan. Dugan, who's never been injured before, yeah. picks up an injury, and that is rough. Good. Yeah. Anyway. Timing. Um, so Val Holmes, he goes to the back. He's uh, he's certainly very cheap compared to uh, his starting price for the season. Um, so Saifeki back on the wings. So um, pre-season cash cow, Sione Katoa has to bide his time. Thoughts? Yes. Anyone? Yeah. <laughs> Jump in any time. Yeah, I mean, it's a dreaded question again. Don Fofano, the spine. The, the spine, it's changed again. Changed again. Um, yeah, I mean, Holmes is very cheap, as you said, CK. So if you're willing to take a gamble... That he's gonna yeah. turn his form around suddenly, then place him for Dukes. He's an option. <laughs> yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, the, the slight reshuffle in the pack as well means Scott Sorensen's back to the bench uh, this week with Capewell starting. I think a week or two ago they were the other way around. Capewell got dropped for Sorensen. Yeah, and Sorensen started when he scored that try. Against, yeah. So down there against the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. So Sorensen had a head knock last week. I don't know if that's playing a part in the team selection this week mm. or. It's a pretty bad one too. I assume he yeah. probably has to go through all the concussion protocols to actually be past fit. Yeah. So I don't know what that means. Like he could miss out this week. He could come off the bench. He could be a late inclusion if he gets the all okay in the starting team. So. Yeah, mm. a bit of a worry for those who picked him up. I didn't pick him up, but you guys did. Yeah, we both did. Oh, yeah, the carrot was dangled in front yeah. of me, Dom, and I took it. You went for it? Yeah. A huge negative break-even. There's also Wade Graham's been named to start, but he, um, yeah. Zap, we were out there uh, yesterday morning, and he was talking about his hamstring injury, and he doesn't, he, he sounded fairly confident, but less than 100%, um, and he certainly won't be risked if he's not 100%, so potentially Sorensen could end up starting again, I suppose. And Jesse, yeah, he could, and obviously last week Flano played played mind games with the the media and said that he trained but he we found out later he didn't even board the mm-hmm. get the bus and board the plane to the GC but um, yes yeah, so as you said CK he wasn't overly convinced that um, mm. he would play he'd have, I think he'd have to get rid of either today's session or the captain's run and, and go from there but he spoke as centre as Jesse Ramian 48 with, even without a try yeah, 101 run metres scored in the 40s the week before with a couple of tries I think so yeah, I mean, he's in good form. That's his first really good score without a try, so it's hard to know if that's a one-off or what. But, you know, really promising player. Uh, going to the Knights next year, yep, I think, yeah. which I'm happy about as a Knights fan. Um, 
But yeah, so he's in that bracket of guys who are, you know, a bit cheaper than the top few centers, potential to score 40 points a week, but it's a risk. And you really don't want to be chopping and changing your centers all season, trying to find yeah. a couple to stick with. But yeah, I don't know. Worth the gamble, do you think? No, not for me. No, not for, not for me either. <laughs> Cool. Moving on. Let's write him off. <laughs> the, the Eels are shattering news for big T-Rex and other ACL injuries. Only just come back from one, so he's out for the season. Tepon Morrell back into the starting side. Um, probably the real bad news for fantasy coaches is that Nathan Brown um, estimated mm. return pushback again from, what was it, 8 to 9 to now it's just round 12. 12 so yeah. um, He's bordering on a cell. He got injured in round 5, so it's going to end up being a 7-week layoff after being 1 or 2 weeks for the first little bit of it. Yeah, I think he's, like if he just got injured now and he's out until around 12, he's probably a sell. I think if you don't sell him now, it's just out of a kind of stubbornness, stubbornness <laughs> that you don't want to, you know, use up a trade you could have used a few weeks ago. Yeah, that really hurts. Um, he's a star fantasy player when he's fit. Um, otherwise, I don't know, do I think George Jennings is a cashy? Yeah, I mean, I I bought him a few weeks ago, basically, when he came in, not so much because I thought he'd be amazing, but just because I was desperate to sell, I forget who it was, Isaaco or someone at the time, I needed the cash for an upgrade elsewhere, and he uh, hasn't really scored too heavily until he got a, a solid 47 against the, the Tigers, which, you know, if you kick defusals, a couple of busts and some solid metres, um, added up to, to 47, which was nice, but I think it's probably too late to buy him if you don't already have him. Yeah, how good the Parramatta CK being an Eels fan. Their, <laughs> their forms right, turned around the last couple of weeks. Manu Ma'u, 74. Yep. He's yep. been angry the last couple of weeks. Yeah. He was pretty anonymous the first mm. few weeks when they were getting beat, but yep. he was he got that, that steely look back, that anger. And that, that laid off, though, ahead of the, the Takarangi trial was beautiful. And the halves have been good. Corey Norman, 66 yep. last week. They're, I feel like their running games return was like yeah. when he ran for over 100 metres, I think, the week before against... Uh, the Manly Seagulls, Mitch Moses has been good. Um, kicking, you know, it helps when you score tries. You kick goals as well. Thank yep. you, Mitchell Moses. So, Daniel Alvaro, a bit of an mm. unsung hero yeah. for fantasy coach and the yeah. Eels this year. Yeah. 55. Sneaky little keeper maybe in the, the front row. He could be. Um, he's always been just a little bit below that, that yeah. keeper bracket. But I think he's up there in the top four or five front yeah. rowers this year. So, yeah, could be a keeper for those who haven't. Keep it up, Dan. The Dragons and the Storm, Jubilee Oval, 2pm Sunday. I'll be covering this game and I cannot wait. It looks like an absolute bell ringer. Um, Top of the table clash, potential grand final preview. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, but um, two informed teams. Dragons, well, no injuries again. What a surprise. It's been a bit of a theme this year. Have they had any injuries this year? I don't, I don't think so. I think maybe the same 13. I think Luciano Lua might have had a little bit yeah. of a, a niggle at one point, but in terms of no, the key players, yeah. no, they've been absolutely fine. Um, they've got Reese Robson, who's a hooker, coming in on the bench for Jacob Host, and I've been thinking about this, and I'm wondering if Mary has had a little bit of a tip-off that he might need to find mm. himself a hooker through it's Origin because his main hooker might be missing. Interesting. So that's my little... They're going to be missing a lot of players come over. <laughs> I think so, yeah. This rate. yeah. Potentially their back... Their whole forward back row. Forward, forward back could be gone, yeah. yeah. James Graham could be, could be missing, which I think uh, Freddie Fittler could do worse. 
Um, but for our immediate fantasy purposes, again, they're all sort of still just pinching points off each other. You and Aitken, um, no try means no points for him, sadly. Mm-hmm. So just 22 for him on the weekend. Um, Matt Dufty's been quiet. Forwards haven't been yep. scoring. Ben Hunt's been exceptional. Yeah. He's been good, yeah. So His kicking game, it's, an all, it's been great for the Dragons. Yeah, and mm. Heaps of kick metres on the, on the weekend. 545 kick metres. Yeah, huge. Enormous. Um, so, yeah, but will he keep it up all year? It's hard to say. You know, Widdop's going to yeah, have big games as well. Yeah, he's scores as well. So yeah. I don't know if he's going to be one of the, the real top-shelf consistent scorers in the halves. I think this week will test the Dragons yeah. against the Storm. Yeah, yeah. massive. This game. will be a genuine test for them to see where they're really at. Because the, the Storm, storm I feel look like, like they're... 2017 for the last three weeks. That first half last week was absolutely ridiculous. Um, We'll have a look at the Storm team because um, they've got Vunivalu back on the wing. So they they scored 38 points and a half with with no Vunivalu, which was impressive. Um, Dale Fanuke in a timely return given uh, Tim Glasby is now injured. Um, Curtis Scott named. We thought he was going to be up for a few weeks, but he appears to be okay. Um, Christian Welch, who uh, a lot of people sort of forgot about this year because he spent most of last year out injured but he's been fantastic on the field and then had a massive breakthrough fantasy score of 79 starting at lock and obviously um, the skipper Cam Smith is looking like the 2017 version um, after a a little bit of a stutter at the start of the year. Yeah I think people wrote off Cameron Smith a bit earlier this year after I sold him. Yeah you did. And brought in Cook. Did you keep him Dom? I did keep him yeah. 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 I never had him but I yeah, probably would have sold him when you saw him. It looked like a great move not having him at the start of the year. But, yeah, um, but yeah he's back hitting 60s. Uh, he's still expensive. But it's still going to be hard to get him in at some point. But mm. um, you're going to have to do it at some stage. Uh, Welch, yeah, he got 79 playing at lock, which was mm. a great score. Obviously, he's moving back into the front row this week because um, who's back? Fanukin's back. back. Yeah. Uh, out. Yeah, so... Um, it looks like it's probably going to be a one-off, but he should at least get some decent yeah. game time with... Uh, uh, who's out? Bromwich? Bromwich has got a few Bromwich weeks. Bromwich is out, yeah, yeah, for another few weeks, yeah. Um, and Adokar's the other one. He had an amazing try last week and has put together a few big scores. He's Six tries in his last three weeks. Yeah, that yeah. helps. He's on 49, 60 and 74. Yeah, people look at him as this flashy try scorer and think, oh, he's going to score a million fantasy points. But the games where he doesn't yeah. score those tries is he gets like 12 or 14 points because exactly. he doesn't have those, you know, the Mansour, Nick Kotrick, those really busy tackle-busting runs, you know, dummy half runs, all that sort of thing. So when he's not doing the flashy stuff, um, he still plays well, but he doesn't rack yeah. up those. Especially the tries like the one last week where he... Beat, yeah. beat a handful of players. Half the Warriors team. Yeah, exactly. Point play. Ran 70 metres or something crazy. and you know, That's a lot of fantasy points in, in one hit. Yeah, exactly. Last game of the round, Roosters up against Manly at Allianz Stadium, 4pm Sunday. Roosters uh, team sheet, same as last week. Um, James Tedesco basically doing what he did last year, which is scoring a lot of points through tackle busts and not getting any tries, which we all thought he was going to get a few more tries mm. at the Roosters this year, but that's not really happening. Um, Ryan Madison, I wish I bought him a month ago in the halves. Yeah, Madison's turning into a uh, absolute fantasy star this mm. year. Um, he's done it in a weird kind of way where the first few rounds he had decent scores, and then when he scored a try, he had big, you know, scored in the seventies or eighties. Um, but now he's scoring well. No, makes heaps of tackles. Yeah, makes so many tackles. Mm. Um, that game where he had 70 tackles or something a few weeks ago was the high point, but again, a big score on the weekend, so he's a definite keeper, we can say now comfortably, but he's not cheap like he used to be. Mm. 
probably like shaping almost into must-have just in terms of who's available in the halves. Like DCE had a really poor score mm. week before last. Sean Johnson's been in and out through injury. Yeah, um, he's certainly going to be more consistent than those guys exactly. with the tackle counts he gets. Um, yeah, they might still outscore him overall, but you know he's, he's and he's going to give you a try here yeah, or there. I think what well. four, three of his four tries or so this year have been from tap back. So. Yeah, being an edge back row, you think there's going to be some time where he's going to be running off a short ball from Cronk or yeah. Keary or Tedesco putting yeah. him over. But um, yeah, Teddy's he's running for lots of meters. He ran yeah. for just he's doing know, enough to eighty last he's week. Almost three hundred meters. Yeah, he's only got two tries. I, f- I feel like he's due a massive game. Mm. Like he's he's going to have. Well, to they are playing the depleted Manly Seagulls. This could, Dom's. this could be yeah. it. Could be like could if be, things go right, he could score one twenty or something. If he gets yeah. a hat trick and does what he's doing yeah. otherwise. Manly are just in such disarray. Like even forgetting all the off field stuff, they're missing so many players on the field as well. Mm. Like Trent Barrett's lucky to name a squad, let yeah. alone. They've basically only got twenty one fit players to name in their twenty one man squad. Including Jackson Hastings back this week. And including Moses Suley who's not mm. yet in their top thirty and he's still just a development player and still may not be allowed to play. Um why don't we talk about Manly? Uh, <laughs> the Sea Eagles. Lachlan Croker, um, shattering news for him. Really good young kid. Had a couple of ACL dramas in the past. He's copped another one and out for the year. Um, and Jack Gajewski, who I bought a couple of weeks ago, was turning into a bit of a low-end sort of slow-burn cow. He's out for a month with a broken hand, which is frustrating. Um, Frank Winnerstein into the forward rotation. Sean Lane goes from middle to edge back row. Dylan Walker goes from centre into the halves where... Um, with due respect, I'd, I'd say he hasn't really succeeded mm. too well in the past when he's played there, and they've they've named Moses Suley in the centres. Jackson Hastings in the reserves, I think we can say definitely won't play. Uh, Tom Wright, also in the reserves, has been playing centre and scoring tries for, for Blacktown, also yep. played 5'8 growing up. Um, so I guess he's probably the likely one to come in if Moses Suley gets scratched. Yep, or if they have another injury in the halves. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> Like and you know, apart from all that, Martin Tapau just scored 104 in fantasy last weekend. Yeah, what uh, happened? Yeah, he was good last week. Not only he's like from fantasy, but his on-field performance was—he yeah, was like, "Well, I'm going to take this, mm. I'll scruff him neck, and try and do something to turn yeah. this, get us out of this hole." And you know, he was—he was exceptional last week, Marty. Throwing blokes away, 15 tackle busts. You just run into yeah. the defensive line and just throw blokes he's off. A, yeah, he's a. He's a monster when he's, he's a monster. When he's on form, yeah. So he's uh, he's you know skyrocketed into the top two or three front rowers available this yeah. year. Um, I think mainly plays in the first buy round if you're playing for overall points as well. So not a bad buy if you can do something like that again in the next uh, few weeks. Um, otherwise, I don't know. Are we on the bench? Steering, clearing on the bench. Kenny Ella is a Paseka. Two fifty k. He's what um, he averages twenty three fantasy points, averages nine just ninety two and a half run meters from the interchange bench. Is he worth somewhat? He's like, been improving. A yeah, bit. He, he's mm. had good meters last week. I think one hundred and sixty meters. Uh, scored thirty again. You want scores around thirty or in the thirties, mm. but he's very cheap, so not a bad you know gamble for a, a bench forward. His minutes are going to be lowish. You'd expect most weeks. Um, I don't know. But if they're not on Manly this week, the Roosters have what, an 11-day turnaround, and yeah. by the reports, they've had some bit of soul-searching the Roosters yeah. about their attack, and 
It could be bad signs. It could Sunday get ugly, you reckon? Sunday, Sunday afternoon be. out at Allianz Stadium. I think this, I don't know, I've got a bit of a feeling this could be a Roosters clinic. They yeah. put one in against uh, Newcastle earlier in the season. They've had some off performances as well. I think they could be prime for this one and mainly just looking a little bit or a little bit vulnerable or maybe very vulnerable. CK, you uh, said you have, sorry to jump in, um, you've got Gojewski in your team, are you holding him? I think I'm going to hold him. He's cheap enough that it doesn't He's not clogging up my, yeah. my salary cap. I'm assuming when he comes back he probably goes to Baz, uh, Trent Barrett seems to be off Frank Winterstein for whatever reason and, and also Lewis Brown so I think um, Jack Gojewski probably comes back in for almost straight into the starting team really yep. so if he can keep Stringing together a few low 30s type scores, he's got a bit more money to make, so if you can afford to allocate one of your four emergency spots to him, I don't see any rush to, to get rid of him. Mm -hmm. Let's dive into some questions, shall we? On the old Twitter feed, Chris McDonald, is Mahe Fanor likely to keep his spot at the Tigers for long? Seems a decent downgrade target, if so. Um, well, yeah, he's, he's got there on form, so I don't, as long as he keeps performing, I think he's... Yeah, I think, was, I think his job's secure, as you say. Like, if he puts in another good performance this week, I don't see why Ivan should get rid of him. Um, John Campbell at was John Dugan for SR Masters or Dugan for Marty Tapao and Izako for Moses Suli and then just don't play a centre. Um, I don't know if I'd be running with a red dot strategy if I could avoid it. Yeah, it doesn't really uh, work this, this year. If you're short a position, you only have 16 players and... Yeah, that's going to hurt you in the long term. I think Masters is a good buy. Obviously, to Powers, you know, a good buy as well. Uh, One hundred four is probably an exceptional game. With that is a very can... good game. That probably would be his best game of the yeah. year. But you can surely average fifties from here, though. You'd think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't know if I'd be buying Moses Suli. He's no guarantee to play that's even at this gamble. point. Um, Robbie wants to know: pick one out of Jason Tamalolo, Jake Trevojevic, Torhu Harris. And Andrew Fafita. It's no bad option. They're all good. Yeah, they're all good. I think I like Tamalolo for me. Yeah? Yeah. If I was going to buy one this week and I didn't have any of those guys, I'd be getting Tamalolo first, I think. I think I like Fafita just because I'm a traditionalist with the fantasy and it's been great <laughs> for years and years. Um, yeah. No origin this year as well helps. No bad options there. I don't know if I'd be buying many players this week if I could help it. Yeah, that's a good um, point. Torhu Harris just back from a concussion. Should probably play 80 and be safe, but yeah, I think um, Fafita and Tamalolo are the best two out of those. Um, Jordan Telford asks, is Ramian or Peachy a good pickup if I trade out Gay Guy? So in a couple of weeks I can pinch eight Canola Trill. Well, will we be trading out Dane Gay Guy? I don't know. A little bit underwhelming, but... Yeah, and it could be a big game from this week against his former club. That's Knights. true, yeah. He'll be up for a big one. Um, yeah, I don't know if Peachy or Ramian are much more reliable than Gagai is as a fantasy centre. So I mean, if I had to buy one of those guys, I'd think I'd pick Gagai ahead of Peachy yep. even now. Yeah, and, Peachy's and just running game. He doesn't like as he's playing in the halves. He doesn't often yeah. kicking kick meters like yeah. Jimmy Maloney does. Ninety percent of the kicking out there at Penrith. He yeah. won't get enough tackles. No, in the exactly. Halves, so he's, he's not scoring tries. Peachy's scores are really up and down. His last four games, I've got here. Uh, he scored 23, then 58 with a try, then 23 again, then 56 with two try assists. So who knows what he gets this week. He needs those Probably another sacks. 20 on that. Yeah. yeah. On that, uh, yeah, four. Alessandro Toloka asks, is it worth bringing Havili back in even if you already sold him? <laughs> I'm going to say no. 
No, not at all. Just try to put it out of your yeah. memory. Yeah. Ignore it. Like CK, centers. one of the worst. <laughs> pretty bad decision CK made. So. <laughs> Just move on. Just put it behind you. Barefoot asks, uh, hi guys, looking at selling Brown and Jesse Bromwich for Cam Smith and Kurt Capewell, what's your professional opinion? I don't have a professional one, but my unprofessional opinion, um, Cam Smith's probably going to be a buy pretty much every week for the rest of the year, and Capewell, I don't really see the reason to get him in. No, he got he got 43 last week, playing the full 80. Uh, that's his first score above 32. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be going capable. I mean, who knows? Sorensen could come back in. They've got mm. injured players coming back. Yeah. Well, then you've got Louis and Garland back in a exactly, yeah. week or two. So I'd look somewhere else. But Cameron Smith's a certainty, eh, Dom? He's a, he's a good <laughs> buy. He's a good buy. But yeah, there's no rush to get him apart from the fact he could score 65 for the rest of the season. Yes. Uh, next question relevant to my interests. Andre Egles asks, is Api Kurosawa a sell and will Cam Murray find some form to be a keeper again? Um, I'm holding Api for now. Yeah, a couple of low scores. Yeah, a lot of missed tackles against yeah. the Eels two weeks ago and then he ended up in the halves last week after uh, Croker went down. So hopefully 80 minutes at hooker this week and back to his tackling ways. Yep, uh, and Cameron Murray I think will be fine. Um, yeah. Both his lowish scores were coming back from injuries, first in round one off the bench, and then he's 30-odd last week. Um, his other scores are 53, 60, 61, and 52, which are all really solid scores. So well, I think Cam Murray will hold his position even when Sam comes back, because I think yeah, Sam will, Sam go, Sam will go to the front row, row yeah. yeah, and Seabold will keep off the bench, yeah. Yeah. Cam at the, uh, in 13. But yeah, I'm, I'm holding Uppy. Yeah, same. He might have to do some tackling this week, though, <laughs> playing the rest. I think he could have a lot of defence ahead of him. Hopefully yeah. he does some tackling and doesn't have, what was it, 11 missed tackles against Yeah, Bernardo? Five last week, 11 week before. Ouch. Not good. Um, Paragoon asks, is George Jennings a viable cash cow in the centre spot? Can't afford a keeper. Not much to work with in terms of cheapies trading out Hiku. Well, if it has to be a centre, then there's not much doing because uh, Cogger and Fenua aren't available in the centres, and I think Hiku is definitely a sell, but not much score-wise for Jennings other than the 47 he just got against the Tigers. Yeah, exactly. Big risk. He could easily score, well, worse than Hiku for the next yeah. month yeah. or so. So, um, yeah, it's a really tough position, as was said. I think you kind of just need to find cash somewhere else and then upgrade to one of those 40-point mm. players. Masters, yeah. uh, Mitchell, who else was there? Masters, Aiken. Mitchell, potentially Aiken. <laughs> Dugan when he comes back. <laughs> Ramian. Ramian, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So thin on the ground, the centre options. It's very tough. Last but not least, Craig asks, uh, is DWZ an option now that he's playing fullback? We sort of talked about him a bit. Um, can't go backwards, surely, but whether he makes enough money to be a, uh, a viable cash cow is another question. Yeah, I think I'll wait and see on how he performs this week. So yeah, a good way to go. Um, if he hits 35 or 40, then you know he could be a decent cash cow. Cool. Well, that wraps that up. Uh, <laughs> thanks again, everyone, for joining us. Keep an eye on all the late mail on NRL.com. We've got the, uh, the fantasy preview video up on Wednesday afternoon. We've got uh, other podcasts. We've got Zach Bailey and Jamie Soward in the studio this afternoon. Steve Renoff up there in Queensland with Joel Gould doing a podcast tomorrow. Um, so that's all coming up on NRL.com later this week. You can catch us on Twitter at SueKennedy80, at Dom underscore Brock and at SteveTurner84. Um, please remember to give us a, a like and a review on your preferred podcasting service and we will be back next week to talk all things round nine. Thanks for joining us.